Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. So I met eat lunch at work girly, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a difference between being an eat your lunch at work girly and eat your lunch at your desk girly. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. I read that out without looking at my script because that's how often I say it. (laughs) I kind of like that it's the same because when I listen to podcasts, you kind of like you know the ending and you kind of like say it along with them. You feel That's safe. what I was going for. Yeah. yeah, it's like the same every time. Maybe we should change it, but, you know. Yeah, more work for us. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are doing a really cool episode this week, but before we get into that, we have to shout out to someone who has successfully shooted their shot, shot their shot. It doesn't work well in different formats. It's the shoot your shot shout out. Who are we giving a shout out to, Em? To Abigail, this is a personal favourite. I say this every week, but it's true. (laughs) This one's my personal favourite. How about we say that? I picked this one. Okay. Well, she's from Pennsylvania. I can say that right. In the USA, she has a success story for us. She says, I just graduated from college, (laughs) from college, in December 2022. By the way, we call that university. (laughs) Yeah. I started listening to your podcasts Wednesday while driving to an interview and started binging them through the week. I had three final interviews for three different companies on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, you must have been having the worst sleep and so stressed. Like, that is a lot. Wow. Your advice helped me so much and made me feel so much more confident. By Friday afternoon, I received three out of three job offers. Now, this means that the Friday interview, they turned around like instantly almost and said yes. Now, the jobs were lab support specialist, quality control analyst and scientist. Abigail is a science queen. Yes, isn't she? I hope you bought yourself a new lab coat. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. (laughs) She says she was able to negotiate her ideal shift and starting pay using our advice as well as accept and appropriately decline the other two offers. What an important point. Yes. Professionally and in a good way and by not burning the bridge to decline. And I'm going to continue reading in my best American accent because our listeners say that they love listening to our Aussie accents. So this is my impression of someone from Pennsylvania. I don't know if that's a different (laughs) accent to just the US broadly, but (laughs) decline the other two offers. 
Y'all are lifesavers. Emma, no. <laughs> I do love the use of y'all, though. I actually will yeah, say, y'all. I think the US are really onto something with y'all because it's like you, but plural. It's like genuinely very useful because you don't have to use pronouns. Some people in Australia, the equivalent of that is like use, like, yeah, all use can come over, but it sounds really bogan. You and you, so they're use. <laughs> use, yeah, which is also the name for a type of sheep. So It's a female sheep. It's a bit weird, but yeah, I like y'all. And it's so identifying. The other day, another dude named Ben shouted us a coffee. And I don't know if you remember, but we've had an Aussie Ben shout us a coffee and we gave him a big rap because he was so lovely. And then this Ben wrote in and went, and if you can't tell by the y'all, this is an Aussie Ben. And I was like, that's the best we can identify. Anyway, Abigail said, I've already suggested your podcast to all my friends graduating in the spring. Obsessed. Also, there's something so American about saying like in the spring. In the spring. I know. I know. We would not use that phrase, but I love it. We have so many US listeners. So in the fall with my pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, and we don't say fall either. It's so funny. It's autumn. But I love so many things about that story because she started listening in the car. I love that. It's like, okay, I've got to drive to the interview. What am I going to listen to? And then started binging throughout the week. The three interviews in three days and for like quite different roles as well, like lab quality and then scientist. I'm sure there's lots of skills in common, but I love that you got all three offers so quickly. We have to do an episode soon, Em, on the things that can come from nailing your interview. Like, yes, sure, you get the job, but when you go above and beyond and you impress them so much that they call you back the same day or that they offer you more money or they offer you more benefits, I think how you do in your interview can blow them away so much that you get things you didn't even know were on the table. And I love that. Abigail has done all of it. 10 out of 10 from us. So proud of you. Perfect student. Well done. Now, if you have three interviews in a row and you need some help preparing for them, feel free to check out my one-on-one sessions. I do them with people all over the world. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And as always, if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you, or you want to request that we cover something specific to your situation or industry, slide into our DMs. You could be that person. However, this week's episode isn't from a listener. This is from me. I thought of this about four hours ago and Sarah and I are going to do it. So today we're going to be doing our ins and outs for job seeking in 2023. So we're a tiny bit late to the trend, but Jen feels like a trial month anyway. And Feb's really when all the public holidays are done, we're starting to get into the swing of things. University goes back, school holidays are over. It's when stuff really starts getting done. Now, disclaimer, these are a little lighthearted, a little fun. You know, this is my personal ins and outs. Don't take this as diehard interview boss hardcore recommendations. Yeah. If you've only got a day to your interview, maybe this isn't the episode for you, but if you've got a while and like a hard slog of interview prep, I think this is a fun one to listen to as a bit of education entertainment. So Sarah and I haven't discussed these with each other. We're going to be authentically reacting We're going to do five ins and five outs each. I'm actually curious if we're going to have doubled up and mentioned the same thing. That will be a true sister telepathy type moment, but... We're going to start with the outs because I think we start with what's out and then we welcome new things in. My first one 
the out of 2023, and I'm thinking job seeking, but also just in general career job marketplace thing as well. Formal business attire. It's out. That's a good one. And like, don't get me wrong, business casual is like well and truly alive and well, but having to wear a blazer every single day and heels, like it's out. It's just out. Disgusting. I have never worn heels to work and I never will. Like, (laughs) sorry, not participating in that. Funnily enough, that was actually my second one is heels at work. No. Really? Sarah, they're too similar. I know, but we just care about our feet, Emma, and we don't want to end up with bunions, do we? We just don't want to. (laughs) Okay, great. So if there's baddies out there that sadly their workplace isn't on the trend of out with corporate clothes, what's a good shoe? Like a loafer in replace of heels? Yeah, definitely. Chunky loafer, I think, is what we're doing. I'm even trying to not wear pointy toe shoes either because it squishes your toes. That is bad for your feet. I know, but then the rest of them are ugly, so it's hard. It's hard out here. You don't want to look like you're wearing hush puppies. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) A hush puppy's a global brand. Well, international listeners know what they are. They're like podiatrist shoes. No, they're like sensible mum shoes. With lots of padding, and I'm sure they're very good for your feet, but you can tell that they're kind of chunky. (laughs) Maybe we're just not at the hush puppy appreciation age. Maybe once you hit 40, you're like, you know what? They're nice, and I'm going to buy them. Maybe. And they're sensible. (laughs) All right, great. My out for 2023 is eating lunch at your desk. Out. Yes. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Lately, I've been packing my lunch to work every day because I only get a half an hour lunch break and it's just not enough time to run out and pick up lunch somewhere. I end up being way too stressed. So I'm at eat lunch at work girly, right? But there is a difference between being an eat your lunch at work girly and eat your lunch at your desk girly. Now, I'm guilty of this because we don't have like a common kitchen room or like a sitting. We don't really have that. We have a meeting room that I sometimes go sneak into, but it's often busy and booked. So what do you do? I'm guilty. I just eat it at my desk and I have the radio constantly playing to know when I need to go on air. I just turn that off and I just eat at my desk. But I'm sick of it because you know what? The phone always rings and I always answer it and then it's an interview and then I get stuck and I'm just not having a peaceful lunch. So this is an aspirational out. Yeah, this is an aspirational out. (laughs) As of tomorrow, it's out. Do do what she says, not what she does. No, I've been starting to go outside (laughs) and Ah. literally sometimes I sit, I don't want to say in the gutter, but I'll just sit somewhere outside in the sun or on a little seat Or quickly scoff it at my desk, but then I leave the building. Get some fucking sun on that face. Get some actual fresh air in your lungs. So that's my first out of 2023. What is your second out? What else is out? My second is employers that want you to do more than two interviews. Gone. There is no reason to have more than two interviews. Controversial. I don't mean two formal interviews and then a meet the team and then a fucking bonding. Like I mean two steps. Unless you're going for CEO of BHP or something (laughs) or the Commonwealth (laughs) Bank, like, no. Yeah, fair. And these are your opinions. And I'd say like a phone chat plus two interviews, that's okay. Yeah, Because you're not actually going in with the phone chat. You don't book that in. It's not normally like a thing. Yeah, and it's pretty casual. Yeah, it's like 10 minutes. I could maybe get around that. But like the stories I'm hearing of like a third and a fourth interview only for you to get there and possibly not even have the job, waste of time. Like, no, 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 no. Emma said it. It's out. (laughs) It's out. All right, what's your other outs? My next one is quiet quitting. Is out. Okay. 
It's out. I'm calling it. So this was in, in, when was the phenomenon? A year ago? Like January. Like It was a year ago. Yeah. Wow, time's gone fast. I think the environment has shifted. We've moved to like a more uncertain job market and a few of that, like that's going to play into a couple of my ins and a couple of my outs. And there's been a lot of redundancies and things. People are just a bit unsure about things. And I think our advice still stands from the quiet quitting episode, like quit, (laughs) get out, like actually leave. And I also think that people who want to do the bare minimum and get away with stuff you're not going to be able to do that. Ruin it for your colleagues. Well, you're just not going to be able to do that at the moment because if you're in an environment where people are getting cut and losing their jobs. Mm, You're going to be first. It won't last. And so I think people are not going to be as in love with this idea if they're feeling insecure. So I think quiet quitting is out. And by all means, don't stay if you're miserable. Like actually quit. That's my advice. Do quitting quitting. Hang on. You're going into ins. We're just sticking to out. Quiet quitting out. Okay. Well, quiet quitting's out. My next out is using filler words in emails to come across nicer. The word just, gone. Like I stew on emails. I'm so guilty of it. And I think stereotypically as women, we do it a lot. And I will play on my words backspace. I'll start off by writing like, hey, have you got this for me? Or do you have this that I could have a copy of? And then I backspace and I'm like, is there any chance... I could just grab a copy of totally fine if not and you'd rather chop your hand off. Like it's just the worst. <laughs> I, it's out. Just if you'd rather die. Totally fine if you'd rather slap me in the face instead. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry to bother you but just have you got a – could I please – is there any chance I could please get a copy of – it's just – no, out. We're just asking for what we want yep. in a direct but polite manner. We're not just going to demand, Stephen, send me this. No, but you know – the filler words. Let's make it a habit to cut them out of our vocab. Okay. My next out, needing a degree, having that as a prerequisite for every single job that you don't need a degree for. I get it. Certain jobs, it's a requirement that you have to have. We don't want our doctors without degrees. Yeah, totally. But needing a degree when it's unnecessary, it's out. It's changing. People aren't going to uni anymore. They're not doing degrees and taking on debt that they don't need. Like random degree requirements. Give me examples of jobs you think you don't need a degree for. Head of sales. They'll be like, degree required. Why? What degree even is there? There's not a degree, a bachelor of sales. No, that's exactly what I mean. They don't care. You could have a degree of veterinary science and they'd be like, cool, you've got a degree. That's what I mean. Like the degree tick box thing, it's out. And I've genuinely seen more conversations happening about employers not requiring that anymore. So I'm putting it in the bin. It's out. It belongs in the bin. Done. Mm Mm-hmm. This one is thanks to TikTok. Out for 2023 is allowing other people's urgency to become your emergency. Now, I'm going to explain this a bit more. I promise it's a real thing. I saw this TikTok. I'll have to credit her and maybe tag it in our show notes. But she was saying how it's so common in corporate workplaces that a boss or a manager or someone high up gets a new bit of information, something they have to do. Oh my God, the CEOs visiting tomorrow or you know something crazy they send out a panic email saying hey can everyone do this and this happens at my workplace all the time and then the people below them then go oh forward and hey guys just cc'ing what bob already sent can you please make sure and the panic emails continue about five emails of the same thing and what it does is obviously elicit panic because it's this mass hysteria and it's not saying that you know if your boss is going hey Emma can you please do this because you know that you're just going to go 
that's not my problem. It's simply saying to take a step back from the stress of it and don't get caught up in the hype. Yeah. And to recognize it for what it is and go, hang on, my boss is passing on the urgency because he feels better once he's palmed it off and gone, oh, thank God, not my problem now. Emma from accounts is going to deal with it. To just take a moment recollect yourself, sort of that mindfulness of not spiraling, taking a few breaths, walking away from the computer, rereading it again. And then I also, I'm going to go onto the TikTok now because I saw some comments on the video, which I was like, oh, that is a boss move. And again, not saying you can just neglect your responsibilities, but some people have sort of put up boundaries around the issue. So one person commented, which I love, Happy to help with this, but general reminder that the typical turnaround for this task is X days. So if they're being like, I'm going to need this by tomorrow because, and often it's sort of because of their lack of planning. Have you heard this quote? And if you haven't, I'm going to blow your mind. A lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. Yes, that's what this quote is. Your urgency is not my emergency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I like the one that's the lack of planning because, hey, I've got this call in 10 minutes. Can you send me X, Y, Z? No, no, I can't because it's in 10 minutes. Like that's not possible. Yes, that's more what I'm referring to. I'm not just meaning your boss saying, hey, this thing we've known about for ages, it's really important. Not that, but when it's like a mass hysteria last minute and everyone's going crazy, just to take a breath, separate yourself from that, realize that they're just passing it on and break the chain of urgency. Do a little meditation and remember, you know, it's not your monkeys, not your circus. (laughs) I love that one. Okay. My last one before my bonus one, unnecessary meetings. They're out in 2023. I actually love, again, on that vein, Em, of having some boundaries, decline meetings, honestly, like replying to say, hey, there's no agenda for this meeting. Is it absolutely necessary that I'm there because I've got other priorities? Do that. We all have way too many people copied into stuff that they could just be told what happened afterwards. And then there's me on the other hand who never has work meetings because I don't work in the space that meetings are a thing. I work pretty much alone with one other person. And Emma wants to go to some meetings. Yes, and everyone complains. <laughs> like the meeting room's right near my desk and everyone mass exits and walk past me and is like, oh, that meeting went for so long. And I'm like, must be nice to waste time in a meeting. Like I would fucking love to be in there. What even happens in there? I've literally never been in a meeting. That's on my end to attend a meeting, start one, <laughs> take the minutes. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I love that. Why would you complain? It's just wasting the workday and listening to people talk. Yeah, but then what happens is you still have the same amount of work to do and you have less time to do it in. I guess it's a novelty. And you're like, all I've done is to agree to stuff in meetings and I, when am I actually going to do the things that I've agreed to in these meetings? <laughs> that's where you end up. I'm sure there's a happy meeting. Yes, there is. And that's why unnecessary meetings, not all meetings, just unnecessary ones, they're out. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one on one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. My final one, this is also a big one for me, is stressing or feeling guilty about calling in sick. Out. Gone. 
And also this applies to annual leave, but for me it's mainly sick days because I feel like hustle culture, it's that you just get on with it. And also it's sort of a a second prong, having more than one sick day in a row. I feel like most of us can get on board with like, oh, I just woke up and I was too, no, I'm not, No, I agree. I agree. You can justify one day when you're like, I woke up, felt like I'd been hit by a bus. But on that second day, like, I feel like the narrative is like, oh, I can't do it like two days in a row. Why not? If you're sick enough. You should. You should rest again. Yes. Because the one day for me, it gets you back to like, okay, sure. I don't feel like I've been hit by a bus now, but I'm still not well. But the second day, that's when the recovery happens and you can actually (laughs) come back and be an upstanding member of your workplace. (laughs) Dr. Emma says, take two days off. When it's needed, like the amount of times I've gone to work on the second day when I'm sometimes worse than I was on the day off that I had, but I'm just like, oh. Yeah, don't push through. Pushing through sickness is out. And also out is giving your boss details of your sickness. It's none of their business. It's just, hey, I can't come in, I'm sick. Like if you want to, sure. Like if you're like, oh, you know, I've got COVID or I've got this. But if it's like something a bit more personal, I feel like I'm passionate about this one because I have a chronic pain inflammatory condition and I don't want to go into details when I need a day off. I don't want to explain. It's a lot of emotional labor to explain. My dad always tells me, no, you just say you're sick. I can't come in. It's none of their business. If you obviously want to share and have a good relationship with your boss, go for it. But just know you don't need to explain. The explanation that you need is a doctor's note if it's your work's policy of longer than three days off or whatever. Or you can just do that as a backup to prove like, hey, I really was sick. Here's the doctor's note. But like they don't need to know what was going on. Totally. Well, my bonus one to finish us off, the last thing that is out in 2023 is a little pet peeve. On chat, companies that use chat messages and I'm messaging you, Emma, and I say, hey, and I wait. And you get my first message that says, hey, and then you just see typing. The anxiety. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Are you going to make me say what first? Like, tell me what you want in one message. And you can put hey at the beginning, but like, keep going. You can even press enter in between the messages if you want. But that next message needs to be on the way. Because I'll tell you what happens. I'm doing something. I'm in the middle of something. A chat pops up and it says, hey, and I'm like, open it. And it opens and it only just says, hey. Well, if I close it again and go back to what I'm doing, I know there's something about to come, so I just wait rather than getting back into what I'm doing and being interrupted again. And then I'm just waiting, watching you type the rest of the message. It drives me insane. Just tell me what you want all in one message. I don't have much of an opinion on this because this one feels very niche. (laughs) I've never worked for a company that has a chat or someone that says, hey, first, but maybe it's common. Listeners, let me know. What if one of your friends texted you and just said, hey? Yeah, I'd hate it. Yeah, you'd be like, what do you want? What's coming? Like, what are you about to say? Yeah. Sometimes they stop typing, Emma, and it goes away and you're like, I'm just stuck in limbo here. I don't know whether to wait for you or not. (laughs) So please, just saying hey as a single message on chat, it's out. It's in the bin in 2023. Great. That concludes our outs. Let's move into the ins, even though we got a little bit carried away and sort of mentioned some ins before, but this is the official ins category. I am welcoming, this one is for all the freelancers out there or business owners, charging your worth and charging your worth plus some because whatever you think you're worth, 
you should add 10% because you were probably already underselling yourself and convincing yourself that you should be worth less because you have anxiety about charging. So charge your worth plus 15%. This is something I'm learning as I freelance write. We have the podcast. I'm starting to quote things and you have no idea. But after years of underselling myself, I'm done with it. Guess what my first one was? What? Similar. Asking for what you want and talking about pay. Great. There's been on the same vein of like, don't undersell yourself and actually ask for what you want. Like don't throw out a number in your salary conversations where it's your bare minimum number. You wouldn't even be happy with it, but like you would probably accept it. Like don't even tell them that number. Like just don't even mention it. Ask for what you actually want. And conversations about pay, there's a few changes that are happening around pay secrecy laws. There's a big movement with that in the US. I think a couple of states have made it requirement for job ads to specify the pay range on the actual ad. In Australia too, the industrial relations forms have gone through that an employer can no longer prevent you from discussing pay. Correct. That's right. So there's no requirement in Australia to put the salary on the job ad yet, but I think that kind of stuff is coming. 2023, talking about pay is in. In. Big tick. My next in, I feel like this one might also be in yours. Mine is quitting your job that's making you miserable, even if you don't have something else lined up or a plan. Ooh, I like that. It relates really well to the quiet quitting. Just quit, quit. Just quit, quit. And I actually started this one. I erased it, but I said, (laughs) quit your job if you work with a horrible person or manager like colleague or manager, which sounds extreme, but anyone out there that has worked alongside a horrible colleague or manager will know what I mean. I've had two in my short time in the workforce and I literally nearly quit. It ruined my life. It drove me insane. And luckily it worked out on its own and that person was not kept around. But in the event that it wasn't, Like if it had gone on any longer, I would have needed to quit and I would have needed to give my permission to just get out of there because it was detrimental. Yeah, So without something to go to. If that's happening to you, and yeah, obviously in a perfect world, sure, you find an awesome new job and then you go, but when it's like at that level, just leave. It'll work out. Don't worry about the career gap on your resume and... I would say back yourself, like listen to this podcast, get all the tips and stuff, but maybe you're not going to be in the right headspace to interview somewhere else when you just can't even recover from what's going on. Yes. Yes. Not good. All right. What's your next in? Taking time off really relates to your out. Ooh, it fits in. We're in tune. But I'm talking about your PTO, your annual leave. Yes, sick leave, but more so actually taking leave, holidays, long weekends, booking in time. I think the last two years, everyone's been like, well, we're at home anyway. Where are we going to go? We may as well just work. No, we're back to taking our leave. And you've all probably not been on a holiday in a little while and you've maybe had one post being able to travel and things. We're going to regularly take time off. We're not going to let it go that long ever again. I have been doing this, but I've been taking Fridays off. And having just one day, because let's be real, how often do you go on an actual big two week holiday or one week holiday, like apart from maybe Christmas time. And to me, I've just been like, what do I prefer? One week at the token time of year where it's busy everywhere and everything's expensive or little more frequent breaks that have a bigger impact on my well-being throughout the year. Your actual daily, weekly life. Yeah. 
And it's been so good. Honestly, the past month I've been away every single weekend. I haven't taken every Friday off, but just sporadic days here and there. And I feel so much better between now and last year. And I think because I'm a year further into my job, I'm a lot more comfortable and things are easier. So it's not just that. But I think the other big thing to credit is I've just been taking time off. Totally. And I think there's a lot to be said for lots of days off in a row because over Christmas I just like – actually recharged and had like 17 days in a row or whatever it was. It's the longest time off I've had in a really long time. And I didn't even do anything necessarily. It was just like a reset. Oh yeah. And that's amazing too. Extended breaks. Every now and then you need to do that. But yeah, take your time off, book it in, go somewhere or don't go somewhere. Just use it. Love that. My next in is cute capsule work wardrobes. We are sort of on par. You said corporate clothes out. Mine isn't relating to a type of genre of work clothes, but I had this perception, I've talked about this before, that work clothes have to be ugly. And it is because of corporate work clothes. Like you just picture like, I don't know, flowy mum slacks and just, I don't know. What did I tell you at the time? I know. And you were like, (laughs) you can get cute work clothes. I love that our listeners could listen to these episodes back to back and be like, wow, Emma's really had a transformation. I have. I said, you'd find a way to do it your way. Yeah, look. I'm doing this in my personal life too, but I'm trying to build a capsule wardrobe and I really think about the piece that I'm buying. For work especially, I'm like, what other five outfits could this go with? And my general rule that I've been doing, I have like a smart casual workplace and I alternate between like a more blousey sort of dressier top, but then jeans or a more casual pant or a fancier pant, like some nice pants. I don't know what you call them, just nice stylish pants with like a plain sort of little cami t-shirt or something. So that's the vibe. It's in. Cute capsule wardrobes. Look on TikTok. Also hot tip if your workplace also has a smart casual dress code. I've found that teachers on TikTok that do the outfit of the day checks are so perfectly aligned to the type of clothes that I wear. So literally everyone go and search up teacher outfit of the day they link where everything's from it's the best and I love this because it's like that's what I was doing this like a few years ago I was like oh my god everyone follows the teachers for their outfits on Instagram 100% 100% teachers are the bomb yeah more reasons than just their outfits but particularly because you can wear like sneakers and often they can too really great not so helpful if you are more business casual because they tend to be a little bit too casual sometimes but so helpful for ideas yes what's your next in What's my next one? In for 2023 is fathers, men, secondary caregivers taking parental leave. As they should. Yep. And being primary caregivers, like taking parental leave as a secondary caregiver, but also taking parental leave as a primary caregiver. I think we're going to see a lot more of this. We absolutely should because- If people don't take it, then everyone else feels like it's not the norm to take it and so they don't. But companies more and more are giving huge amounts of parental leave. I've heard, and this is kind of hard to take because in Australia there's not a set standard and some companies are doing really well with this and some are really behind. I've heard of some giving secondary caregivers more than a different company would give for primary caregivers, for the actual person who gives birth or person who primary cares for the adopted child. It's so hard to try and use all these words to be inclusive of adoption, all different other kinds of situation. Same sex partners. Yeah, exactly. But traditional secondary caregivers taking parental leave. In, that's so hot. I love it. Let's make it the norm. My next in is flexing when a manager asks how you are or how things have been or how the job is going. We've touched on this before. 
Not just saying, yeah, good, thanks. I'm so guilty of this. Practicing and having something in your head that when they ask how you're going, you're ready to dish. Because if you search on TikTok or Google or anything like career tips or whatever, I find the thing that comes up most is document everything to like projects you're working on so that you can have a record to look at kind of what you're doing that's above and beyond and like the prove it part, the so what part of like, I did this project which resulted in this. And it kind of goes off that as in, if you're letting your boss know they're going to have it in their mind and sort of be reminded because if you're just waiting until your annual catch-up to try and convince them of all the things you're doing, obviously a good onboard manager will be across it, but sometimes you need to remind them. This is also good for because keeping records of stuff is great and I highly recommend you do that, but it is a lot of effort to like set up a particular folder and I've just never gotten around to it to be honest. But what is good is what you're talking about of having something ready to say and it's not to your manager necessarily, it's to other people. Yeah, yeah, just anyone in the company. Any other person that says to you, how's things going? You're both making a tea in the kitchen or you're both getting a coffee at the same time. Say something better than, yeah, good, okay, thanks. Tell them about something you just finished. Yeah, really good. We just finished this big project. Yeah, great. Actually, we just solved a problem that we've been working on. Something. Say something. Yes, because that spreads like wildfire. It does. But especially with your managers. You would not believe the amount of times that I've heard on the grapevine, and I've talked about this a little bit before, hey, your name came up in the board meeting. And I'm like, that's like five levels above where I was at that point, right? Your name came up in the board meeting and a few people were like, yeah, Sarah's doing really well because of this thing, because they'd heard about the stuff that I was doing because I was talking about it. Because each time they hear you say it, they're going to be thinking, oh, gee, Sarah's always busy. God, that girl's always doing something compared to the, yeah, good. It doesn't mean when you say good, you're not working hard, but you just have to let people know you are. So that's my in, flexing when someone asks how things are going. Give them a little something. Tell them. My next in for 2023 is artificial intelligence. Ooh. Chat GPT. I interviewed a university professor about this two days ago. Yeah. Very topical. Obviously, Chat GPT is around. We've been using AI tools for the podcast for a while now. Like there's copy AI that really helps with writing like show notes and captions, things like that. To be honest, ChatGPT is actually better. And so I've cancelled our Copy AI subscription now for free ChatGPT. It will go behind a paywall at some point, but the quality that it's now gotten to, it will be helpful to you in your job. And even if your company doesn't invest in tools and software and whatever to actually use AI in an official way, I've been getting it to draft important emails. It's great. Like just create your own account. Obviously, you need to be careful about privacy and what content you're giving it. But generally, it's like, I'm giving it generic information, write an email to staff, welcoming them to a learning and development program. It just does a great job of like that first draft, you know, when you're looking at a blank email and you're like, I just don't know how to start this. Yeah. You need a bit of inspiration. It's a good shell. Yeah, it is. And so I grab that, edit, done, email sent. We've used it for helping to write position descriptions. Like there's so many things whenever it comes to writing something, use AI to make you better at your own job. Yeah. That's what this university professor said. I actually asked him, I said, how awesome is this? What are the good things that are going to come out of this? And he said, I'm so grateful you asked that because the only narrative that's been in the media is, oh my God, how scary and cheating with universities. And of course I did ask him about that. And he said, yes, that is a challenge because for now tech hasn't kept up to be able to tech that, but some platforms like Turnitin, like cheating checkers will advance 
to be able to detect it and stuff. But he was like, overall, this is really exciting. Like in the university study sector alone, it could be used for good for frequently asked questions. You can ask it questions instead of having to wait for your tutor to get back to you. People can make chat box like when you talk to a robot for frequently asked questions. It can be a great learning tool. And he was saying that we need to embrace it. Yeah, there's definitely lots of risks. There's lots of downsides, but it's in. Don't fight it. Go with it. And use it to make you better at your job. There's so many things. Use it to write your emails is my piece of advice. Great. That's in. In for me, work blankies (laughs) and decorating your desk. I have a work blankie and it's pink and it's fluffy. And for context, I have a tiny little office, like probably 10 people could fit in there. And for some reason, because it's a small thing and I have a vent, the air is freezing. Like people walk past to my office to check to me and go, far out, it's cold in here. And they're standing at the door. They're not even in the cubicle. It's like an igloo. And you walk out in the rest of the office, it's fine. My little box is just an igloo. And I was just constantly cold because no matter how appropriately dressed I came for work for the outside world, it was Antarctica in there. So I just went to Kmart and I bought a fluffy blankie and I wear it around like outside me. Outside you? You mean over your shoulders? Yeah, over my shoulders, like outside. Like a dressing gown. Yeah. I have to walk to my news booth every hour to get in there and read the news. And I walk it over there and everyone in the office knows and is like, oh, that blanket is your personality trait. Like it's part of me now. Everyone knows. But no one thinks it's weird because everyone has stepped foot in my office and understands. I think it's weird. I would tease you. (laughs) I thought you were going to say you have it on your lap when you're at your desk, which I totally understand. But around your shoulder is a fluffy blanket. Yeah. Why not? It is what it is. And also decorating your desk, right? I haven't done this. And this is on my aspirations in list. Everyone else in my office has cute decorated desks, not like to a ridiculous amount, but like, you know, a few photos stuck up, cute little stationery holder, just personalized. Mine is nothing like that. And I think the reason that's held me back a little is I have a colleague, my colleague and I have our desk bases and we're there Monday to Friday, but we share the desks with the weekend people that come in. So it doesn't really feel like properly mine, although people would refer to it as my desk and it's mine majority of the time. You just don't want to be aggressive with your decorating, that's all. No, but I just had a thought the other day. I was like, why can't I put up a little photo? I'm the person who sits here 90% of the time and I'm great friends with the person who works on the weekend. They're not going to care. Do you have a water bottle with a straw that lives on your desk? No, I have a water bottle with a straw, but it comes home every day. Do you carry it back and forth? Yeah. Oh, my God. Get two. Well, I have a bag. I just put it in there. No way. Have you seen the price of Frank Green drink bottles? Yeah, but you get a Kmart one and you keep that on your desk at work and that's your work one and you never can, like, forget it or be without water. And then your home one just can stay in the comfort of home. Highly recommend We've gotten all of our team at work into like a water drinking accountability competition and it's great. Like, where are you at with your water intake today? And one of the team still doesn't have a drink bottle and he's like going and filling up glasses of water. And I'm like, it's too many glasses. Like, That is unhinged. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes, I'm serious. I drink a cup at a time, like in gulps. So he would have like one little stint and then have to get up again. Yeah, and they have these tall glasses in the office. And what happens is that there'll be three on the person's desk because every time they go to the kitchen, they didn't bring the old one and they get a new one. And the dishwasher is full of these tall... Do you have a dishwasher at your work? Oh, my God. Most people's kitchens at work would have a dishwasher. No, they don't. Oh, 100% they do. Em, you are so not 
in line with what is normal. It's very normal. Wow. And the dishwasher is full of these large, tall glasses and nothing else fits in. And I'm getting everyone drink bottles so that they can stop using the glasses. What else do you have in your kitchenette? A cooktop, two microwaves, an oven. Are you serious? Yeah. A sandwich press, a kettle, a hot tap. You could take G bread to work. Yeah, I could, yeah. Emma means garlic bread, by the way. Oh, my God. What else? (laughs) What do you mean, what else? That's it. Well, I don't know. What else is there that I don't know about that I'm missing out on? Two fridges, a coffee machine, an espresso machine. My friend just got a new job and they have a toast station. They have a toast station, like free raisin toast every day. I think that's pretty cool. Wow. Well, anyway, irrelevant. My very last one to finish us off in 2023 is job security is in. Job security is going to mean a lot more this year. It's just uncertainty. People talking about recession, not recession. We don't know, right? But because we don't know, job security is going to factor in a lot more than what it has in the past. So job security is in. And I think you should be asking questions about it. I think you should be taking it seriously for yourself and your career to work out, is this tech company or insert other industry here hiring irresponsibly? And this is all going to catch up with them later when their financial forecasts aren't what they expected. And, you know, the old adage of last in, first out, right? You're at the highest risk when you're starting a new company. So I think job security is going to be something we hear a lot more about this year. So you think if there's people out there that have been sitting on the fence kind of wanting to leave because they're like, oh, the money here isn't as good or whatever, the need for job security might override in this tumultuous time and they might go, actually, I'm going to hang on because I value this stable job more than maybe the next eclectic pay rise that might turn to shit. Potentially, or it might change the companies that you apply for. You're not going for the startup anymore who does the raisin toast. You're actually going for the bigger, more established company because even though they're not as sexy, they are more likely to have good job security. You did not just call an employer sexy. 100% sexy. (laughs) All right, there we have it. They are our official ins and outs for job seeking in 2023. If you think we missed one, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.